comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland the... Intervention right, Enforcement yeah. Logistics Division. Whew, God, you need a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. So I can't decide what my uh, favorite line from this episode was. It was either uh, being a West Texas cheerleader or Fitz's high pitch. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yes, I'm going with Fitz. I'm going with Paxton, always. Yeah. Hail Hydra, son. <laughs> yeah, he was very uh, – the note I have is uh, Paxton was very Simon from True Lies in this episode, I, I felt like. I kind of got that – maybe not quite as slimy, but I got that vibe from him. He was creepy. I just had a creepy vibe from him. But before yeah. we get too far into talking about that, let's just say, hey, welcome to the Shield TV podcast. This is episode number 18 for Providence, and I am Ken Morgan, joined by – my friends Russell and Johnny M. How are we doing? Very well. Good. And in in the week's time that has passed, uh, the memes are now not funny anymore. They started to slow the, down. I told you last week, they were no funny memes. They were memes, but no funny ones. Except yeah. for maybe Bert and Ernie. They have died down, though. I, have, I think they ran their course. They ran hot, but quick. Of course, we are referring to adding Hail Hydra to every picture ever of two people talking. Yeah. Do we want to talk a little little news and ratings before we get into the episode? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Sounds good. So not too much on the news front, really. I mean, not not anything other than we talked about. Oh, I I, I did come across a couple things, uh, and I don't I don't think these are spoilery. I think this is definitely more news. I keep seeing more and more on the Peggy Carter uh, TV series that. It's looking more and more like it's going to be a real possibility. And I know that they've written, I guess, a pilot. They think if it does happen, it's going to go straight to series, that they won't do a spec pilot like they like they do for a lot of shows, that it'll it'll just get its, 13, its episode order, whatever that may be. And I was kind of thinking about it, and I wonder if this could be the cure for the whole hiatus thing. You know, that it maybe they could do where they could have a... You know, during the eight weeks off or whatever, skip a week for Thanksgiving, skip a week for Christmas and maybe New Year's um, and then put those eight episodes right in the middle, eight or ten, whatever it ends up being. So you have kind of like a almost like a Walking Dead scenario for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where you get like maybe ten episodes and then you get this this break and then you come back and do a straight 12 and then we've got something in the middle to kind of tide us over. It's kind of a cool idea. I honestly don't think they'll do it, but it is kind of a good idea just looking at what abc has done in the past uh specifically last season with once upon a time they had their spin-off show once upon a time in wonderland and they pretty much mirrored each other as far as their their airing uh pattern including the break they both took the same three months off uh and then came back in the same week so um they could do it but given their history i think you'll probably see something similar if this were to were to happen you'd have uh 
two shows in the same world on different nights, and they probably take the same weeks off. I look forward to uh, you know the possibility of the World War II era Peggy Carter series. That should be cool. Yeah, I I think I said this uh, probably on our cap episode on uh, LOD, but the um, uh, the idea of that show now with the idea of seeing the not only the early beginnings of Shield, but the early infiltration of Hydra potentially uh, is very appealing. So I'm kind of kind of looking forward to seeing if that would be part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. I mean, you could have Toby Jones. You could have, you know, hopefully Dominic Cooper back. If not full-time, then maybe part-time. Um, I, I think there's just a lot of cool potential with that show. But, but again, if I think, you know, the other thing I thought of is if they keep it tight, like maybe an 8- to 12-episode run, that maybe they could do some kind of partnering agreement with Netflix where it would get some sort of accelerated, you know, maybe Netflix, you know, chips in a couple bucks and it goes straight there before it would even, you know, typically air, uh, you know, go to video or whatever, you know, to kind of maybe juice it along a little bit or maybe they work out some other kind of deal with the other TV shows. But I don't know. I, I think that might be able to satisfy, you know, folks that, I mean, we we talked about it a lot, you know, just the, the intermittent breaks and, you know, just if if they, you know, advertise it as straight runs, that maybe that might get people engaged a little more uh, than not. But we'll see. Uh, I just had a, had a thought on that. So so let's look at the way they've done S.H.I.E.L.D. and they've had the, the, the little tags at the end of each episode. You've had guest stars now and then. Now, considering the portraits that we saw on the wall in the S.H.I.E.L.D. bunker in uh, in Cap, what's the chances of seeing... Even if it's ever a recurring basis, or even a, a cameo now and then, Tommy Lee Jones in this series. That'd be interesting. That'd be tough, but it'd be interesting. You know, I mean, hey, he's he, he's right there, uh, presented as one of the three founding leaders of Shield. If that's what those pictures meant, um, the the supporting cast of Captain America. So uh, I w- that would that would be impressive if they can do it with Sam Jackson and. Kobe Smulders, they can do it with Tommy Lee Jones. I would think, and especially if it's a limited deal, if it was just, you know, either maybe he bookends, you know, he comes in, again, if they do a short run, maybe he comes in the beginning and comes in, uh, you know, at the tail end of it to kind of, you know, put the, like I said, the bookends on it. But Right. What, what I'm kind of excited about along those same lines is we can have the Red Skull and not have to have Hugo Weaving. Absolutely. You know, that's makeup and and you know effects. That's not really Hugo weaving necessarily. So, you know that'd be kind of exciting if the Red Skull could be like the big bad or show well, up here the, and there. The only, the only way we no. can have that is if they establish what happened to him with the Tesseract uh, when he got you know teleported away. And I don't see them doing that reveal on a TV show. Maybe they would. I don't know, but but couldn't it be pre? And forgive no. me, I'm not up on my Marvel Universe continuity, but isn't there a time period where the Red Skull was doing his thing before, you know? No, S.H.I.E.L.D. as an entity was formed at the after, Cap, after the events of the Captain America. Um, it was the SSR uh, until then. So, so I think Shield it was like was 48 or something like that that it yeah. formally became S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Yeah, so S.H.I.E.L.D., um, yeah, whenever it was formed, because the, the, we see we don't see the beginnings of it. We see it's referenced in the Peggy Carter short on the uh, Iron Man Blu-ray. Um, it's basically her, quote-unquote, her life after Cap. And uh, so it's definitely after the incident with Soldier, and it ends with the phrase, you know, we want you to, to run S.H.I.E.L.D. Gotcha. Uh, 
So she she formed it, and, and they refer to that in Cap. You know, Cap says to her, uh, you know, I stayed because you had a hand in, in forming Shield, things like that. So, uh, so yeah, Cap, uh, Red Skull wouldn't be in that. Um, well, I mean, could be in that, but they'd have to establish that, that other piece first, which 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 they could. And if they can't get Hugo Weaving, uh, I mean, I don't know if they ever talked to him or if that was ever part of he was ever expected to be part of this Shield storyline from. Uh, Winter Soldier or not, but if they can't get him and they can just get somebody in a red mask, then yeah, you, you could do it in the TV show. I don't think you would want to waste Hugo Weaving on a TV show, though. Well, he's he's pretty much come out and said he wouldn't be interested in reprising that role. So, Yeah, I've heard that too, yeah. So I don't know if he had a bad experience or if it was just a one-off thing or, you know, yeah. what, but so I think I think if he comes back I, I, I don't see him behind the behind the mask anyway. But, uh, he's holding out for the Matrix Four. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll be in the Matrix prequels I've been hearing about. Maybe so. So talk. But we're not here to talk about the the Matrix. No, 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 no. Uh, other than that, there's really not a whole lot of news other than stuff we've talked about in the past. Uh, one of the, there's one bit of news, but I, I'll consider that a spoiler. So we'll hold that to the end. So I want to talk about ratings a little bit, and this is something I actually pinged John earlier today uh, about this, but. You know, there's a lot of talk about this show and people's perception of it and, you know, negativity and things like that. Um, and a lot of there's a lot of comparison to Arrow. And, and I'll admit, I like Arrow a lot. I think it's a solid show. I think I think it does a lot of things well that maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't do as well. Although S.H.I.E.L.D. I think is coming around in a big way on those deficiencies. But the ratings kind of bear otherwise. I mean, the ratings on Arrow are a point seven, And I know... In the demo, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's a WB show, so the expectation is lower." But <laughs> when you, but to hear people talk, they make it sound like you know Arrow is miles and miles above Agents of Shield. And if that's true, then the ratings would be maybe not quite as bad. Um, but a point a point seven is is not that great. I mean, on I, I, granted, on WB, you know, a little bit of a, a different scale and a different standard, um, and the the 0.7 rating for the last show was kind of a series low, so it's it's kind of or it, it tied a series low, I think. So it, it kind of wavers up and down. But uh, I just I just think it's funny when when you read a lot of the negativity and the positivity towards Arrow, the the ratings kind of tell a different tale. Yeah, I think again, I think maybe we're a little disappointed in the ratings of Shield, but I don't think they're bad, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So last week's uh, this last week's episode providence was i think in in when the original estimates came out it was like a 1.9 uh which again wasn't wasn't great but definitely up so that that was a good thing to see that it actually ticked up the plus three ratings the dvr plus three was uh, turned it up to to 2.0 which again is getting towards kind of that middle ground of the of where you know the series is kind of hovered at between like a 2.0 and a 2.3 ish but if you look, the interesting thing is if you look at DVR plus seven. Now, advertisers don't really pay much attention to DVR plus seven, but they those ratings get closer for most of the series to around a three point or a three point one in the demographic. Uh, so it's definitely something that people are time shifting, and and it it definitely does better when they do time shift it. So I think if nothing else, there's a lot of focus. I know Jeff Loeb's talked about the the DVR plus seven numbers are you know out out of this world and they're really happy with that uh so it, I'm, I'm curious to see 
you know how that plays in moving forward. I mean, we still haven't gotten an official announcement for a renewal, which I, I almost would have expected by now. But uh, but I think I think maybe they'll wait until the finale before they they say so. Very good. Did ABC have their upfronts yet? Not as far as I know. No. I think yeah. it's May. Yeah. That's when, we'll, that's, that's when we'll hear it. That's when we'll find out. Yeah. So, but that's all I have for news and ratings, unless anybody else has some news that uh, that's cropped up. No, I don't believe so. Cool. So, Providence. Providence. You know, for everything I was excited about this episode, those things were minimal in it. You know, we had nothing but a video chat with uh, uh, General Talbot, or Colonel Talbot. Holy yeah. mustache. Oh, what was that on his face? That literally, that was literally looked like somebody painted that it. Was. That, uh, yeah, yeah, or you know, just Saturday Night Live has better makeup effects than than that was. Yeah, that was strange. That was so. It was distracting. It was. It really, it really was. And uh, and then Patton Oswalt came at the tail end. Now he's back next week as well, though. So, uh, but that's good. But yeah, I did love the Patton Oswalt scene though, with the whole Call of Duty bid and the. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this show's had some product placement, but that was probably the most blatant. Yeah. 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 But he pulls, you know, like the delivery is just awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, and his whole well, little secret lair with the fake fireplace. And, and, like, I guess that was supposed to be, like, Tahiti that he put up on the wall. And, that, you know, Coulson sort of yeah, gave yeah, it a double maybe. take. <laughs> the, uh, it, it, was, it was funny. The, um, when he looked at it, he, he looked at it and was like, are you threatening me? 100%. Are we <laughs> yes. Good? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Great. Let me get you a lanyard. <laughs> And I love that he's like, oh, my bad, Fury's alive. <laughs> and I, I thought it was yeah. cool that he didn't get to tell anybody. You know, I, I know we're we're jumping ahead, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I, let's dial, let's let's dial back. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of a key piece, right? Because if he can go relay this message to Sky, then yeah, you then, know, Ward is going to have it in two yeah, seconds. Right. So well, I mean, when you look at it, you know, because. Trust no one. Now, Colson trusts this team, but he's he's right not to trust anyone. Clearly, with Ward, so we've basically just delivered Hydra and Ward to this base at the end of the episode. But but going back to my initial thoughts, real quick, I'm not going to say I was disappointed per se, but I definitely wasn't what I was expecting. This was very much uh, we were moving people to where they need to be, just moving play, pizza on the board. Nothing really big happened. I guess this is what people have been saying about the show from the beginning, but this is probably the first one that I don't think much – significant things happened. I was going to say nothing significant, but significant things happened to the extent that they set up what's coming next. But but it just felt kind of, I don't know, light to me as far as you know significance. Yes, they had the, the the fridge break that we've been talking about was going to happen, but yeah, it just it just felt like we, uh, like all we were doing was moving players on the board to get to the next to get to get to the next thing. Yeah, and that didn't really bother me so much, and I think part of it is because of the conversations that we got, because of the stuff like that. It just really, I didn't, I didn't really feel, you know, that that was a huge detriment uh, yeah. to the show. I, I think it was. I think it was needed to kind of stop and we got some exposition about, you know, where everybody was going and what was going on. And I, I just thought the Colson stuff again, this episode was top notch. I mean, the way he is taking this so personal and rightfully so, I mean, yeah, but you know, we really got a really, a good feel of 
what this organization means to him. And we we got a little bit of information, too, about not just Colson but Ward and that Colson was recruited into S.H.I.E.L.D. by Fury himself straight out of high school. Yeah. Um, which is, again, something we didn't really know before. And then That's true. the same thing with Ward, although I think we find out that in Ward's case it has more to do with whatever we saw in the well. You know, we kind of saw yeah. what yep. was going on and somehow Garrett was able to – to kind of rescue him from that darkness. And didn't they say in, in either The Well or another episode that he was in a dark place and a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent found me or rescued me or otherwise? So he was talking about Garrett is what we're finding out now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but you're right. Exposition is a good way to put it. Um, it's, it's, it's the chalkboard episode where you a lot of things. Now, that said, I, you're right. I like Coulson's scenes. I liked how we got to see him deal with. I mean, this is the first time he's he's been the leader. He's been on point. He has been having to keep. He's trying to keep Shield together. Like be the one to keep Shield together. And he is believing Fury's doing this. And when he finally gets to his to, to the end of that rope, and there's nothing there, he he has finally has a moment where he's able to break down and feel what's been going on. And that's what we see in that whole thing about how, you know, we're not agents of nothing. You know, we're agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that has weight. It has to carry weight. You know, and he has finally has that moment. And I think that's as much what May was concerned about, the fact that he hasn't done that. He's just been clinging from belief to belief to belief. Uh, so he had this had this moment finally that he was able to to, to, to vent it all out there. Um, and then we find out, oh, you know, we, yeah, Shield does exist, and here, here's here's the Shield base. Um, there's two other characterizations that are that I, well, three really, two that I liked. One is Fitz and Simmons. We got to see, and I guess when you p- bring people down to their their lowest point, you, you're going to learn a lot about them. Simmons is very much by the book, very much, uh, you know, rules and order, but. And we see that in that she's like, you know, are they proper orders? Aren't they just suggestions? But she's also a leader in I, – I see a leader in her that can be developed that she questions things. She takes yeah. initiative on her own. We saw that with the with the, with the, the GH325 that she wanted to continue even defy orders to do that. That's qualities of a leader. Where Fitz, I'm not going to go far as say he's a follower, but he's definitely um, loyal and he, like as he said, you know, stick with the person you believe in, and he he's going to follow his orders and follow Coulson into the depths of hell if need be, because he believes in Shield and in Coulson that much. Uh, both of them have honorable intents in their own rights, but two very different reactions to this. Yeah, and I think that's important because in the beginning, we kind of treated them as one person. You know, they were referred they, to as they Fitz call Simmons. them as Fitzsimmons. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, they kind of echoed each other. They finished each other's sentences. They, they were always together. They were always doing, working on the same projects. And so to see this far in that they've, they, they haven't really, I wouldn't say necessarily grown apart. Well, I, I think they are starting to grow apart a little bit for various reasons, but that they're truly getting their own identity that you can, you see, you know, where the line separates each one of them. Um, and I like Simmons's spunk. I mean, I like the fact like you said, that she's not just one to take orders, that she's she's thinking a little uh, creatively and just making sure that what she's doing is is the right thing. And it's it's been it's been a lot of fun to I, I know Brad's not really that much of a, a, a big of a fan of the Simmons character. But I think I, I just I like where they're going because they could have just pigeonholed her and made her, you know, a very much a vanilla character. 
Yeah, and um, the third one I was looking at was uh, was Trip, and not so much Trip's uh, himself, but Coulson's reaction to him. It's like, you know, you were yeah. Garrett day and day out. I don't trust you yet, but Simmons was there. To, there's his defense. Um, that said, John, you you made another good call last week. Not quite the way you described it, but uh, uh, Garrett supposedly has a definitely has a different personality when he's got the guard down, and the straight character was just that a, a character. Right even to the point where uh, they compared him to uh, Black Widow. I don't even think Romanoff can do that performance. Oh, Ward, you mean? I, yeah. I think you said Garrett, but you, you Did meant I say Ward. Garrett? Yeah, I meant yeah. Ward. Yeah, excuse me. And, and one thing I wanted to mention, uh, you started talking about Ward, and then um, you kind of went on to your other points, so I, I waited. But uh, is does anything? is there anything that would lead us to believe that his whole story about the well and everything was true? Oh, I, th- oh, I, I think, think it's true. I, I think it's true, yeah. yeah. But it all could be a lie. It could be, could be. but I think some of the, some of the best lies um, are laced with the truth, and I think that is actually true. Whatever happened in the well is true. He was rescued by a shield agent. The shield agent's Garrett, and Garrett um, corrupted him, and he's made him a Hydra agent. Actually, I, I don't even. I wouldn't go as far as say Ward's going to be a Hydra agent, although he will follow Garrett uh, into the depths of hell as well, as much as Fitz will with Coulson. It's uh, funny because the the show is so far removed now from those early episodes where we talked about the well. We talked about, I guess, May and uh, the incident that happened in wherever it happened. Yeah. I don't even remember. Oh, where she got um, her nickname? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's funny because between the just the turn that the show has taken now and the fact that those episodes happened so long ago with all of the breaks and everything else that we talk about. Like, it's almost like, I don't know if we're supposed to forget them and they went in a different direction or, you know, like I didn't think of the well once until you guys just mentioned it. Oh, like wow. that didn't cross my mind one time during any of the ward turn or any of this stuff. Like it's so far removed for me. Like, I don't know if it's just, you know, if that's just me or if we're supposed to forget it and they went in a different direction. Well, he said kind of like the berserker thing. Yeah. When when Ward was talking to Raina and he said, uh, Garrett rescued me from a dark place for Howard. I immediately went back to the well. He said, I I, I didn't even remember it. Yeah. (laughs) It just seems so far removed. And it's probably just me. And, you know, you got a million things going on. You watch 10 different TV shows. Sure. I just didn't remember it. Yeah. I can't watch uh, this show without thinking it's all connected. Now, what will not surprise me, however, is if in those early days everything was as it seemed, and as the fan reaction grew and as things happened, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they changed War's direction into what he is now. Meaning, yes, he was supposed to be a straight-laced S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, but when the reaction came to him the way it was, he's like, well, okay, fine, let's mess with them. Let's make him the bad guy. And, Maybe and, and wrote, wrote I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that's what happened. Sure, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if you look back to Buffy. Angel was supposed to be a, a, a one-off, minor recurring character, and he, he tested so well, he was re- accepted so positively that um, you, you said, well, you know what it became of Angel? You know that his his character definitely went in a different direction uh, b- based show. on that. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I I did, a couple things too since since we're kind of talking about the ward thing um when they get to the fridge he finds did you notice he finds the the berserker staff and then oh, yeah and he yeah. picks it up and just kind of looks at it um yep with with gloves on he had gloves on yeah but again when when they get to the elevator and 
Garrett says, "Oh, because I told them, you know, when when the when they were wondering how Shield <laughs> you see got her." Ro- see him roll Hydra. his eyes. Yeah, but he, he sh- rolled his eyes. He's like, "Oh Christ!" and just pulled the guns out. Yeah, and he shot those again. Shoots both those guys in the head. So, right. I I know I've said it before, and it sounds like a broken record, but if they don't have a really really compelling reason for Ward to switch sides again, and if he does, and I'm not saying he even will, but it's got to be something pretty damn good and pretty slick because if it's just the whole, oh, I can't, I have feelings for Sky and that's going to make me question no. Garrett, I'm, this show is going to take a turn that may not be recoverable. No, um, after after this episode, I am on board with, with, with Ward. He's, he's, he's fully with Garrett. I mean, there's only one way to do it, and I think I said this last week. I'm not sure. The only way he could do it is redeem himself by sacrificing himself, and he ends up dead. Yeah. So then or you the, could say, well, he did the right thing finally at the end, but he's dead, right. so we don't have to deal with it, and you know, we don't have to see it now every week how everybody has to accept him, which they never could. You know, They can't accept him again. No, but you know what? He can still be on. It can be gradual. He could, at the end, turn on Garrett for whatever reason. He could become but Escape from S.H.I.E.L.D. He could be out there as a lone mercenary and, or whatever. And that, would be, that wouldn't bother me as much. But I, there's no, <clears throat> there's no way that Coulson's team can take him back in, given given what he's done. I mean, killing Hand, shooting the other agents, you know, being stone cold like that. There, they can't they can't bring him back into the fold. I totally the enemy, get it. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um, is the only way I can see them working with him. Uh, in any way, like he'll be out on his own, maybe, but he'll have that one piece of information that the team needs or whatever. And, uh, and I can deal in the with short that. term, at least. And that I could deal with because then I just I just couldn't deal with him coming back in the fold. And then you know we talked about the chip in the head thing, kind of like the Peterson or the no. um, Aquila Amador. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't even see that happening because he's too. We know that that Garrett's the clairvoyant. We know he's the one that's kind of you know, pulling the strings there. And so Garrett doesn't have the look on his face and, and isn't being portrayed as somebody who's being reluctant in what he's doing. I mean, no. he's all in. This is a um, – having him now be or try to be a completely different personality, it's sort of something that's become like in vogue in the last couple of years – I mean, we definitely saw Anna Torv do it on Fringe. Sure. And and now uh, a great show that I'm sure a lot of you are not watching, uh, Orphan Black. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tatiana Mislani plays seven or eight clones, all with different personalities. Oh, wow. Um, so, and they both did a fantastic job. Ken, I know you watched Fringe. Yeah. Um, and we were all amazed by how, wow, we thought Anna Torv was just wooden all that time. And now when she, you know, she was supposed to be wooden, yeah. you know, yeah. and, yep. and then she got to be something Called else. Acting. And that was, so it'll be interesting to see if, um, if the character of Ward, uh, who am I looking for? What's the actor's name? Help me. Brett Dalton. Uh, yeah. Dalton, right. Correct. If he can pull it off. I, know, I will really say, I, I didn't buy his bad boy not at all. all that well. <laughs> I really All didn't. it was was a smirk. Yeah, that's yeah, all it and, was. And, and he didn't shave that morning. Yeah. It, but when he kind of backing up a little bit, so it, they break, they go back to the cube, they break out all the, you know, they kind of have their Arkham moment where they break everybody out. He rescues Reyna, who's the, you know, the, the woman in the flower dress, 
chick. Um, and they kind of have their – that's kind of where he divulges all this stuff about him and Garrett and the team and how he was able to basically say, oh, well, the best way to be a part of the team is by saying, you know, no, I don't – I'm a lone wolf. I don't want to – I mean, it's – makes now i think he needs to work on his bad boy a little bit like you guys are saying but it makes all of the criticisms that we had before a little genius in that it you know I, i'm sure probably jeff Loeb and and you know bell and those guys were kind of smirking and laughing behind the scenes because uh, you know all that criticism they're like oh yeah just wait just wait just wait and then you know to see him flip the switch i think is really cool because it, it kind of invalidates a lot of criticism um not all yeah, of it, I, but, but some of it. It puts it puts I, it on hold, is what it does. True, true. I, if, I read something today, uh, not quite along those lines, but it, it fits with um, you know what the team is going through right now. We are affected by it and interested in it and discussing it the way we are because we got to know these characters and we and we we've lived with them week after week for the last you know six months or however long it's been, and. You got to know them as individuals. They they did a reasonable degree of character development along the way as well. All those episodes where it's like, oh, it's another so-and-so episode, or this happened, or that happened, or nothing's happening. But we spent time learning about these characters and getting to know them. Would we even care about any of this if we didn't have that, and we didn't get to know these characters, and didn't have that, uh, whatever connection we may individually have with these characters, if we didn't care about them, would we be as impacted by this betrayal right now the way we are? And I think all that groundwork that was laid early on, which what they said from the beginning, let's learn, get to know the team, let's let them bond, let's become a team, and, and and then see what happens. And that's where we're at. I say this week after week, but it's it's. I know we wouldn't care, we wouldn't be enjoying this twist as much as we are if we didn't get to know this team. Yeah, we get a little more too. You know, talking about Coulson kind of having these key scenes in the last couple episodes, but him and May you know go at it again you know they kind of have their um their bit back and forth it fits with the whole uh you know you're not a friend but i think you're an ally because she came in with the friend card and he just shut her down like he he's so good at doing and yeah just just tell me what you want yeah which i thought again I, i i think Clark Gregg as an actor is really stepping up with that character because again I think we had similar criticisms of him early on that he's you know not playing the same guy that you know we've seen debatable but we've seen in some of the other um, Marvel movies and I just think this whole dismantling of S.H.I.E.L.D. has really made him step up his game as far as how he plays Coulson and that he truly has to be a leader and he has to you know really you know take control of the situation but that exchange that they had, I mean, it was, it was it was pretty cool because May really goes on about the fact that, look, you may be compromised, you know, and Coulson, you know, was like, what are you talking about? You know, Fury was the one that ordered, you know, this the Tahiti project. And then May comes back and says, well, he may have ordered it, but he wasn't in charge of it. And we don't know who was in charge of it. We don't know who these people are. They could have been Hydra. They could have implanted something in you as, as some sort of... Uh, you know, like a like a sleeper agent kind of thing, and you know, I don't I don't trust that you're not going to snap at some point, and you know that kind of put Colson flipped him a little bit because he wasn't expecting that. But two, I think he I think to some degree he fears that. You know, I think he he knows he's a good man. He knows he wants to do the right thing. But I think 
I think what May told him, whether he'll admit it or not, has kind of put that doubt in the back of his head that, holy crap, I could be just walking down, you know, walking across the, the plane one day and all of a sudden just snap like a like a twig. Yeah, I don't know exactly where I stand on May currently. <laughs> I I think, I mean, at this point, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that we know Sam Jackson's coming back at the final episode. I think part of what he's going to be there to do is to tell Coulson he needs to not hold this against May, that if he's, if he's going to hold anybody responsible for the way May behaved and acted, that it needs to be Fury, that, you know, he needs to hold him accountable and he needs to to basically cut May some slack. That that's that's what I think. Yeah, that that could definitely be. I could see that conversation happening. I liked that. Um, I like how Garrett knew about the first 084 and like how it could be used. And I yeah. just like that they keep going back to the. They're connecting the early episodes with Garrett now. Yeah. You know and yeah. yep. I like the uh, I like the one line about the the slingshot. He's like, oh yeah, send to space. Oh, do they now? Yeah, yeah, uh, and the callback to the Avengers with the test rack and the alien invasion. Uh, did you catch the uh, the Griffin reference? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His and name Johnny, Johnny Horton. Johnny Horton, who is the Griffin? Yeah, which I thought was was pretty cool. That it, was fun. That was a nice little nice little drop. Yeah. Um, Let's, and 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 everyone who was in the fridge, uh, I'm not going to suggest that they were all powered, but I think the the one we got a good face shot of is the one who's going to we're going to see next week. Yeah, and because remember Garrett also says, "Oh, thanks for the tip." Did he say the cellist or did he say the? He, he said the cellist. Yeah, he said, yeah, the, he tip said about the cellist. cellist. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was a cool foreshadowing that we got there. Yep. But um, now I wonder why Quinn was in the fridge, but Reyna wasn't. Uh, I don't know that he was in the fridge. We didn't see him until the tag, and we didn't see him leave the fridge. He was somewhere else. Maybe. All right, good enough. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't know where Garrett or uh, where whoever got him from, ran or picked him up from. Yeah. Let I want to talk about a few things that are very if, – if anybody reads the comics and has read any S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff or uh, Nick Fury stuff in the comics, there was a ton of very Fury – things in this in this episode i mean when ward goes to havana and they go in that barber shop and the chair lowers down into their their new lair down there or whatever it is mm-hmm. that that's that's so fury i don't know if you guys read like after after in the comics when cap was quote-unquote dead even though he's not really dead and they did those those one shots with the winter soldier one of the places they went to was a barber shop i i want to i think it may have been in cuba and they went down below in in the chair and looked That's at a bunch funny. of stuff. So I thought that was funny. Um just the whole facility that was so far off the grid that it the coordinates were transmitted inside inside Colson's badge, you know, and just just all these kind of black sites or whatever you want to call them that are completely off the grid and just the way that Patton Oswald's Koenig character, you know, was all, like no, I will tell you Fury is alive and I will tell no one else and you will tell no one else. Again, just very, very much Fury from the Marvel Universe that that we know. So, again, people talk about, oh, I want to see more Marvel Universe in my show. I think there was a lot of Marvel Universe in this show. I mean, we got to see literally footage from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, of yeah. the helicarriers ca- crashing back in. They made reference to Romanoff, reference to the Griffin. Um, you know, again, all these kind of crazy black site Fury stuff. A lot of reference to Fury. I mean, Fury was talked about quite a bit in this episode. 
you know, and speaking of references to Marvel and other characters and things we've talked about in this show, uh, you caught the reveal on Garrett too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So he's already got some cybernetic implants of some type on his body. We caught him when he was putting the shirt over. He had something on the side of his body. Uh, and we talked about, you know, John, a few, a few weeks back, does the burn mean anything? Um, I'm sure it's connected to that in some way. Yeah. And he's not scheduled to be on many more, right? Wasn't it four episodes? Yeah, and this... I think it was, was five. Like five already. This was five, wasn't it? So it's very possible that we may not seem till the end maybe or at all i i can't believe he's done there's gotta be more to him i would hope yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see you know what they what they do you were talking earlier ken about uh them fixing the plane you know they're truly kind of on their own i mean they're they there's no fuel left at the hub so they kind of had to make it with what they had they they're trying to fix the plane and fitz had a real i got a real empire strikes back moment there with Fitz fixing the the lift yeah. on the plane where they they you know they tell me oh he Head needs blast, to replace yeah. the grounding switch and you'd think somebody with crazy MIT you know smarts would know that he has to ground stuff out but uh but when they flip the switch and he starts screaming like a girl for them to turn it off it just it just reminded me of that bit in Emperor Strikes Back when uh yeah. Han was on the Falcon <laughs> and then he got he got pissy with with uh Trip and and Simmons, because they were telling him, he starts muttering under his breath. You know, he's he's like, I, I, he. Uh, well, that's that's uh, that's as much jealousy I think as everything else. Because I mean, oh, they're yeah. already getting a little too close, and that you know, so now they're ganging up on him. And yeah, then he's like ganging whole, up on me. He's like, you think you're so smart? You know, it was, yeah, it was kind of yeah. funny. It was kind of yeah. Funny. But then when Coulson basically says, okay, you, you're to Simmons, you're you're responsible for him. Um, one of them leaves the frame, and the camera focuses on on Fitz, and he's just kind of glaring at them. He's like, you know, stay away from her. Yeah. There's a scene after they land out in Canada, and Fitz and Simmons are talking, and they kind of have their little moment together. And Fitz says, "Well, I, I was." He said something about change. I don't want anything to change, and she says, "It's too late for that." So. I took it as she meant, meaning their current situation as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as what yeah, they're doing, that's, and that's he took it as their relationship between the two of them. Right. I think it could go either way. I think it's I, I, you a dual meaning. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's exactly exactly what you said. It's, it's both. Yeah. Um, okay, so I finally had my moment where I wasn't a fan of Sky. Okay. She she was she she's just was too much of the like every time she had to call Ward, what uh, you doing? Oh yeah. Are uh, you thinking about me? It's like uh, that's that's yeah, that was a little rough. It's like, well, let's go have a drink at the secret shield base. There were a couple of eye rollers for me on this one. I didn't I didn't buy the uh I didn't buy Coulson's speech. And Which, I didn't buy the badge lighting up with coordinate numbers. <laughs> ah, I could buy that one. Yeah, there, I were, there that. were a couple of you know borderline eye rollers for me. I thought it was cool. I liked his he because he kind of had a meltdown, you know, and he just kind of said, "We are not agents of nothing. We are agents of Shield. That means something. It has to mean something." I don't know. I, I thought that was again. I I think given what that agency means to him personally, and it literally being his whole life. 
His entire adult life. His entire adult life. Greatest. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To to find that it's it's nothing. It it it's gone, um, and there's just remnants, and it, you know they're kind of on their own. And his at that point he's he's pretty certain, although not completely convinced. And I think it was more he was trying to convince himself that his mentor, you know, the the one person he was you know closest to in that organization was dead. I don't know. I I, I kind of I kind of bought it, and he was you know kind of trying to bring everybody in line at that point, and that they needed to trust him. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't have the same reaction. I, I just took it as he had, um, like I said earlier, he was trying to keep shields together, trying to keep focused, just trying to fix the problem in front of him and he finally got to that point where there was nothing else to do he did everything he thought he was supposed to do and they were in the middle of nowhere and finally there was nothing left to do but to feel and to let it out and and that's what happened and uh, he, he needed that he needed to get that to vent to vent that out get that out he he was just yeah you, you saw him at the hub when he was like talking to talbot talking to uh to, to may and 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 um in sky you saw it on the plane when he's going from person to person to see how they're doing great fuel leak awesome internet yay and oh have my standards been lowered yeah just just trying to fix whatever's in front of him as best he can and when there's nothing else to fix it just came out that's what i liked about that scene because he needed to get that out he needed to feel that needed to express that he kind of had the, that moment too on the plane, and I like that too. He he said something about you know they have to be the shield, they are the shield, and he said if anybody wants off the plane, shoots her in the bay. I just I thought that was kind of cool. Russ, when you heard Canadian wilderness, tell me you didn't for one second say, "Damn, I wish Fox didn't own Wolverine, yes. and Weapon X, and <laughs> Wendigo, and everything else." Yes, it would have been awesome for that to be like a weapon. Even if they would have called it like a weapon plus facility, I wonder if they could get away with that. But that would have been awesome. Just going Do you down. guys think that the big secret in the underneath the fridge was gravitonium the whole time? Or well, I think maybe... I think we knew that because he said Colson told us when someone's down here, and he Colson said back at the previous episode when they left that uh, going down the list of things seems like the gravitonium. Well, that's under the fridge. It's off the books. So I kind of knew that's what he was going to be getting out of that. Yeah. I, I have a theory about Koenig, and I'm not sure if we want to save that to spoiler or talk about it now. Is it a theory based on something that is in the comics? No. Or... No, it's, it's I'm sorry. complete. No, if it's a complete guess, go ahead. It's not a spoiler then. Yeah, it's me totally pulling out of my rear end. So he played that character pretty aloof, almost like emotionless. But very matter of fact, just tr- almost like trying to be a calming influence or, or whatever. I wonder if he's an LMD. Maybe. I don't see the significance of pulling out an LMD now, though. I mean, we've had so many opportunities to use an LMD uh, in the movies or in the series that I, I I don't think I see the need to. I mean, this wouldn't be any... I mean, at least we had the LMD name drop in the Avengers, but... Yeah, if I saw a compelling reason to have him, have him there as an LMD, other than the fact that he's out there alone, um, maybe. I, I, I doubt it, though. Yeah, just something I thought of. I, I thought it would be kind of fitting of Patton Oswalt's, you know, just kind of for that to be him. Also, he's been stuck in that facility by himself since since New York. Two. Two years. Two years, yeah. That's quite a long time to be uh, stuck he's in a place. playing Call of Duty with his brother. Well, he's got windows. He's got LCD windows. 
Maybe yeah. LED, 4K. <laughs> Anyway, I just I just thought maybe that would be kind of funny for him to be a robot after all of it. He reminded me of Desmond on Lost, and then they showed the picture of the island and the window. Oh, right. you just give me a button, I'll be I'll be set with that. That'd be awesome. Hang on, I gotta push this button every ten minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Type the numbers in. Of course, Sky has the magic encryption that can only be figured out by her for the hard drive. Y- yeah, yeah, that's not really surprising, and it gives them a reason to get back. No, no, yeah, it's yeah. the reason that they're going to have to yeah. confront, Ward will have to confront Sky. Maybe even Ward's like, of course she did. I'm interested in why, in, in Raina's um, skills, or her, her knowledge, because I always thought she was just the uh, the recruiter for Centipede. You know, she's just a pretty face, get them in. Um, but she, she, leading the project, does she have some scientific or technical skills maybe because i mean garrett seemed to think she was the person for the job to do whatever phase three is i like that she didn't even know that the clairvoyant was a hoax it's like super super deep cover only garrett and ward like seem to know yeah and and they didn't even realize they were working for hydra so it's it's i think we talked offline about was a centipede and everything we saw always a shield a shield thing and I speculated well yeah it was shield whether or not it was this faction of shield of a or excuse me Hydra whether whether it was this faction of Hydra or one of the other Hydra bases doing it no this was Garrett on his own doing all this apparently and they mentioned centipede don't they about oh, yeah. she's to bring the next phase in with Reyna or something to that yep and that's what I'm referring to like well, you know what what are her skills i mean i yeah he needed he needed her to do something specific and it almost suggested to me that she was from a technical side doing this i as I said, I always thought she was just basically you know luring the candidates in and and or being a handler not not being the actual science behind it uh quinn quinn i mean I always looked at him as just being the the, the money but uh clearly he's he's not so much that but what value does he really have to to Garrett now? I'm not really sure. Do you think they have another turn in them? Like, do you think there's another Hydra agent in the group in our core team? Yeah, I I don't. I mean, you would think that you would think that Ward and and uh, Garrett would be referencing a person like. At this point, right? Like, they'd be like, well, if they ever find out about him, you know, and they can well, keep that going yeah. for weeks or whatever. Wait, but wait. Whenever they're ready to reveal that to us, that's when they'll do that. If there is, I'm going to pick Fitz, but I don't think I don't think he is. He's keeping his head down, just doing his work. I, 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 don't, I don't think he's going to be. I don't know if I buy uh, Trip. I would, I would actually be mad if it was Trip. Not because I like him in, in one way or the other. But because that's again the obvious way Easy. to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be completely blown away if they did that. I mean, I guess a lot of it will will have to do with the end of this season. Like, is this yeah. going to be wrapped up at the end of this season? Then obviously we don't have to worry about that. But if they're going to continue this Hydra angle through you know into season two they may have to come up with another turn at some point well you look at even just from a a logistics standpoint i mean it makes sense the way we're going right now coming right out of captain america right out of the uh the the fall of shield or whatever state we're in 
but to carry on to a season two, um, even if they're going to be freelancers, you know, the A team going around, you know, if you can find them, you can hire them, you can try to the the agent the Shield. They're, they they don't have the resources of Shield behind them now. They need funds. They need to keep the plane going. They need whatever, um, something more than just the internet. Uh, so so what does that look like going forward? It's going to be um, interesting to see what that what that happens. Cause I don't think we're going to end this season with simply there being oh Shield's back. It, it, it's not going to be like that. Maybe that's what Fury. Maybe that's another reason Fury comes back is he entrusts Coulson to rebuild Shield and do it right. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I don't know. I, I think big stuff like that is going to have to happen in the movies. Just like Shield was really taken down in Captain America, and and, and the t- the TV show is kind of the aftermath and dealing with it. You know, like I don't think you could show up in another movie and Shield is just back now. No, I, I think you could. I think, like I said uh, last week, Shield can become whatever it's going to become in in this TV show, and then when we get to Avengers next May. It just takes some dialogue to say, you know, well, since Captain America revealed the Hydra plot, Shield has been reorganized into whatever it it now is, and and you're, and you're going from there. Although this whole thing with with Hydra being out in the open, with Shield being gone, I, I mean, this seems like something perfect for the exactly what the Avengers were for. So you know, why wouldn't we see Iron Man and Captain America and Banner and everybody get together and start hunting down Hydra agents? But honestly, that might be how Avengers opens. With them taking down a hydro base in Africa, right, right before Ultron yeah. breaks everything, <laughs> right. I mean, I can't think of anything else in the episode that we haven't touched on that's vital or relevant. And so, there's a lot of pieces moving into place, a lot of um, a lot of info dump. But I definitely care more about Ward now. Interested to see how it goes. Well, we find that the resolution of, you know, the agent she loved commits a terrible act. How will she react? Dun, dun, dun. Her hero is really a monster. Nah. <laughs> so we have anything else yeah, for the episode proper? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm ready to rate or review or whatever we do. You want to rate? Yeah, I'll give it a 3.75. Yeah, I'm going to th- go 3.8 with it. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit weaker than the last couple, I think. Or, you know what? Just tough act to follow. They hit that crescendo yeah. with the yeah. tie-in of the movie, and now it's got to sort of roll back and reset a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. It was, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I said what I said. It's three eight. Four point two five. That high, huh? Yeah, that's almost a full half point higher than either of us. I I thought it was okay that it slowed down a little bit. There was still enough action to keep things going. We found out a lot more information. There was a lot of cool furyisms. Uh, so I was really happy with it. Cool. All right. So I think we're going to go into our little spoiler section as we battle internet problems and the age of Ultron, which is clearly upon us. You know the routine. Come on to Facebook, Shield TV Podcast, at Shield Podcast on Twitter. I think there's a voicemail number, but I don't know it. Russell, do you? 972-798-3830. So if you don't want to hear any spoiler stuff, see you next time. And now for that spoiler stuff. Russell, what do you got? So 
there was a site that did I, f- I forget who it was that did an interview with Chloe Bennett at the whole Paley Fest thing where they had Agents of Shield, and she confirmed now whether she's just kind of nodding her head yes or whatnot, but uh, she confirmed that the alien was a Cree. Oh, really? Yeah, and that she even went into Meltdown Comics in L.A. and kind of went in incognito and asked them for anything they had on Cree so she could do some read up on on who and what they are. Interesting. Yeah. There was some. That's spec- cool. There's some questioning out there whether or not if her being always four, if she herself is Cree or otherwise alien, do we buy that at all as possibility? Uh. I guess I think she. It's possible. Something about there's a the blue Cree. There's also a white Cree. That sounds familiar. Not to me, but uh, I've never read a Fantastic Four issue in my life. I I think Cree is a good way to go for television. You know, it's separate from what they're doing in the movies, and it's got enough of a you know, background and, and grounding in the comics that they could pull in some cool stuff but not step on any stuff in the movie universe. I, I think that would be a good way to go. Actually, I was going to say just the opposite. It gives us a good way to give us some kind of tie-in or connection with Guardians of the Galaxy, which we know will have uh, Kree in it. Oh, is somebody – oh, is, is is one of them a Kree in the uh... – Yeah, Ronan. Ronan, Ronan, Ronan the yeah. Accuser. Oh, okay. So there you have it. But he didn't look larger. I, you don't really see much, but he didn't look larger than a normal human. So I'm curious. It's all connected. Or excuse me, hashtag is all connected. <laughs> it's also Chloe Bennett's birthday. It is. As we record this, happy birthday. Sorry about all the things we said about you the first four episodes or so. <laughs> we like you more now until you call ward next time oh hey by the way not really a spoiler but um john you want to talk about your your tweet that got favorited oh (laughs) 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 yes uh i was in a production at the uh elementary school for my daughter and uh so like good americans we do the pledge before these types of little mini concerts or whatever you want to call them so we all stood up and did the Pledge of Allegiance, and then, of course, I say, Hail Hydra, under my breath. And the guy in front of me turns around, and I was expecting, like, you know, what are you saying, weirdo type of look? And instead, I got the old, like, half smile and nod, <laughs> to, to which I then turned to my right and got the old eye roll from from Mrs. M. <laughs> so uh I somehow fit that into a tweet and uh thanks to Clark Gregg for favoriting it or retweeting it or whatever that was pretty cool. That was that was so, cool. Uh, you, you you did that. Yeah, he's keeping an eye on uh well not our Twitter, but he interacts with a lot of fans and stuff that well, talk about did, the show on yeah, Twitter and, you and everything. Did, you so did, that's cool. You did tag it Agents of Shield, I think, didn't you? Yeah. That's that's yeah. probably how he got on his radar. I must say all of the stars are pretty active and engaging with the fans on social media and stuff like that. Actually, didn't, uh, uh, didn't what's his name, Ward change his Twitter logo to uh, the Hydra logo? Yes. Yes. Uh, Mr. Dalton did change to a Hydra logo, which was cool. I know Elizabeth Henstridge and Ming-Na are on all the time. 
and they do some like live tweeting and like you know saying hello to the fans during the airing of the show and Clark Craig's on it like all the time. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's always nice. We've been through this with The Walking Dead a little bit too, where it's nice to have the the cast on and and uh, you know answering people's comments and things during yeah. the show. Cool. It's fun. Yeah. All right, so I guess that's it for this week. Uh, this will be edited very cleanly, and you won't know about all of the technological problems that we had. Uh, we, re- we did run a little long, so we will talk about comments that we got in, and I think we still have a voicemail or two laying out there that we just didn't get a chance to get to today. We'll get those next time uh, as well, or do our best to. Sounds good. All right, John, Russ, good night. Good night. <laughs>